0: How about now? Can you hear me now, Becca? (laughs) Just push that button from mute. Oh, I'm waiting for for you to, to confirm. I'm so glad you're here, Becca, thank you. I would not have seen that and I would have just been muted the whole time. Yes, thank you, Becca, I really appreciate that. Oh, this is gratitude. That is the feeling of gratitude. Um, okay, Alicia, can you hear me now? Um, I love that you guys are here. Uh, I want to pick up from last week. Um, oh, I was muted. You didn't hear this part. My brain is a little mushy because I was my friends um, put together a small get together, and we were out really late. So I'm tired. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Your brain's kind of mushy. So, forgive me. That's what you missed when I was muted. Um, Alicia, can you hear me? Last week we were talking about, you know, where do I draw the line here? When do I say yes? When do I say no? Very often, at every age and stage, I ask myself this question. It really doesn't matter how old your kids are. I know you let me know in the comments how old your kids are. You know, if they're small, you know, Becca, two, three years old, and an infant. Uh, Alicia's got older kids, her oldest is nine. So it really doesn't matter how old your kids are because as parents, we are always in the position of drawing the line. We're always in the position of setting these uh, limits and boundaries. Now I smile because we've had this conversation, Alicia and I about limits and boundaries and what's the difference. And we're gonna get into that. If you wanna know the difference, let me know because I'll do a live on that. That's a really important subject, a really important topic, um, to, uh, qualify. What is the difference between a limited and a boundary? Because they're different. They're, they're different. And the difference is important, but that's not what we're talking about today. Uh, I don't think unless we'll, we'll go there. You know, my mind likes to wander. Uh, what I want to pick up on is what I brought up last week. It came out of the live impromptu. Um, I had said, that there are three things that we need to consider when we're drawing the line. And when we ask ourselves this question, which we ask all the time, it doesn't matter. Like I was saying, how old your kid is, you know, whether they're three, nine, I have a 14 year old. I constantly remind myself of these three things. What is my job here? <laughs> like, Wait a minute, what am I supposed to do here? Like, what am I responsible for here? And that's the question. When we're asking ourselves, am I getting this right? Am I, what am I supposed to do here? Am I getting this right? It's important to ask yourself, what am I responsible here for? Let me say that properly <laughs> in proper English. What am I responsible for? What is my responsibility? Ultimately, what we're doing as parents is teaching our children how to take responsibility. That's it. If you think about it, as an adult in the world, looking back, What did I need? You know, I needed to be able to separate smoothly and enter the world as an independent, separate being. And this is the process of development, of emotional development. It's reflected in, you know, um, it's reflected in your child's gross motor skill development, their cognitive development. Bit by bit, day by day, they're learning more about themselves, others, the world around them, because they're preparing. To fly and start their own lives. That's what's happening here. Happened to you. It's going to happen to them. (laughs) We don't believe it. It's hard to imagine, right? Becca, you know, like I think of your little girl, like you're going to be 16 one day. You're going to be 25. You're going to get married, have your own kids. I mean, we're assuming who knows, right? We don't know, but that's the general uh, course that we anticipate our children will take maybe not. That's cool too. Um, but just envisioning that what, that they're going to make decisions for themselves. And so we have this in mind in this moment today, when I ask myself, what am I supposed to do here? And I ask this, I'm asking myself this question. My daughter's graduating from elementary school. She's finishing eighth grade. It's a That's huge. That's huge. I remember I remember her as an infant, she wasn't even a, one, a, a year old. I know this because at a year old exactly, we moved to Australia where my husband grew up. And so we were still in Toronto, she wasn't even a year. And I remember her crying every night. I mean, that kid could not settle. I know now that if you give your kid three, three hour naps in the day, they're not gonna sleep at night. But I didn't really think about it then because I really needed a break during the day. And so when it came tonight, she wouldn't settle and she wouldn't sleep. Girlfriend wasn't tired, or she was, but uh, she was having she was struggling with the separation, which I think was what was happening. In any case, that kid would cry and cry and cry and cry. And I would rock her and hold her. You, don't, you know what I'm talking about. And then you put them in the crib, like, like you're diffusing a bomb and you put them down and you inch out with the prayers in your mind very slowly, avoiding every crack in the wood floor so it doesn't make a sound and you close it quietly. That was my life. And I just remember rocking her and I had this bouncy ball and I remember rocking her and thinking, one day you're gonna be big. I can't quite picture it, I can't imagine it. I, I, I can't, it's like speaking Chinese, but one day you're gonna grow up. And here I am, here I am, she's graduating, it's a big deal and i'm thinking that i would like to get her a present to honor the the you know the day and i think what am i going to get her like what are the so what's the statute of limitation here on a graduation gift her birthday's also in july she also has three other siblings so i know now, i know now that i'm setting a precedent and it feels kind of heavy as well because i think inevitably well what did my mother do and what was my experience because you only graduate once right you're my point of references, only my own. And I think, well, what did I, what did my mother do? Well, that's a little murky because of just the nature of my relationship with my mother. I can't really use that as, you know, I can't really use that. What do I do? What do I, what's the right thing to do here that will convey to her the message I want to convey but not go overboard, like what's the limit? This is, these are the questions we ask ourselves. We ask ourselves, you know, of our little ones who want who want five more minutes of TV. know just a little bit longer come on and you're like um oh i don't know like i know i I don't know we've kind of been here before but i kind of want it like i want to be i want to be kind of flexible and i would love another five minutes to myself but i don't know uh i said no so maybe i'm contradicting myself what do i do here so i don't want to keep you in suspense the three things that i ask myself just sort of little check check box right like what do you call it my checklist okay i'm gonna like at the end of the day it's my responsibility i'm the parent here it's up to me to decide lila had commented last week you had said Lilah, yes yes that's like you that really struck you in last week's live yeah this is on me like the, this is my kid i'm the parent and not not um as a burden or um with fear, like, don't mess it up. No, more like, I, ha- I have the honor of being the parent. I'm important. This is important. Uh, I am responsible here. And I have the opportunity. I have an opportunity here to nurture this kid. So how do I know I'm getting it right? How do I know I'm getting it right? So these are the three things that we consider when we ask ourselves, what am I supposed to do here? What am I supposed to do? Here's the first thing. Keeping my kids safe. That's my job. I got to keep my kids safe. So when I'm deciding, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I, should I let, give them 15 more minutes? Should I let them finish this episode or should I turn off the TV because, you know, it's 830 at night? I think, well, is this a safety issue? Is this a question of safety? My youngest son, I have three daughters and a son and my son is, part- has, is particularly advanced in his gross motor skills. He was that kid at the park. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these kids, but they're these little, little, little beings that climb up very high. And you're just like, oh my God, where is that boy's mother? And I'm like, it's me. I'm, I'm his mother. That's, he's my kid. He can do that. I know he can do that. That's what he can do. I, 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 that's what he does. <laughs> he does it. Um, monkey jeans. And he's very, you know, uh, very, um, you know, he can he can just climb, and so a lot of parents would say like, you can't, you know, you can't do that. That's not safe. But I knew it was safe because I knew he could do it. And in fact, if I didn't let him do it, what I would be telling him is, even though you can do it and you know you can do it, you can't trust that feeling. You can't trust that because I am coming and saying that it's unsafe. So you think it's safe? Well, it's not. You're wrong. Your gauge, your inner gauge that tells you what's safe and what's not, you can't trust that. You can't trust that. And it was important to me to not do that. (laughs) I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make sure that if I was teaching him what was safe and what's not safe, that I was reflecting reality. I knew what was safe. Now, don't get me wrong, that boy could cross a line and he could get to a certain height and I could say, uh uh. I'm drawing the line here, because this isn't about your capability. This is about gravity and gravity is not in your control. And you know, one way of deciding whether something is safe or not is sa- not safe, is whether or not your child has control of the situation and they can keep control of the situation. So, you know, I think of uh, my, my good friend, her daughter got a driver's license. Is it safe? What you gonna, the kid has a driver's license. I was like, oh no, I'm not ready for that. Milestone, because on one hand, the child has been granted a driver's license. The state has said, you are, you are qualified to drive, here's your license. But I'm her mama and I'm thinking, I don't want you on the road, I don't trust the other drivers and I don't know if I trust you. So that's the question, right? Where do we draw the line? So I ask myself, are you safe? Now, I have to be realistic, I have to be, I have to gauge reality. Not my fears, not my perceived sense of danger, but reality. What is real? Is my child in danger here? So this is really relevant when you have kids who are under five, six years old. You know, who has a kid who's small like that? Who has an adventurer? Who, you know, and that you think, are you safe? Now, safety doesn't just mean, you know, safety. Lots of things can feel threatening to us. So we have to know for ourselves and our own sense of safety in the world. So you can ask yourself this question, how do I feel in myself? What is, is my gauge um, tuned? Neely, me, me, yeah, you do. You have a little adventure, yes. Um, yeah, right. So we have to look into ourselves and, and, and reflect on our inner gauge. I have this barometer inside of me that tells me what's safe and what isn't safe. For me personally, that gauge, I'm just like, does this like work? <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I just hit the mic. I don't know how you guys heard that, you know, like tapping on it. <laughs> like, Does this work? Is this broken? My gauge was broken. My gauge was broken because I grew up in a, whoa. Well, I'm like, like, whoa, my gauge was broken. I have uh, Holocaust survivor, grandparents. My mother's a child of Holocaust survivors. So she grew up in a constant state of fear, uh, paranoia, um, I have a father who is, uh, grew up in uh, communist Russia, if you, want, if you want to know about fear. Um, <clears throat> my father died when I was young, so there was that early trauma. Um, like, I think that's enough, right? Like, that's enough for me to not really know what is safe and what is not safe. And I developed uh, very, you know, very grateful for them, We're kind of like, Mary Kondo that like thank you for your service those de- defense mechanisms coping skills allowed me to establish a sense of homeostasis in a world where i did not feel safe but they stopped working they stopped working especially when i became a mom and my kid naturally wants to um explore and grow and explore some more and just they're curious they want to know they want to learn they want to play that's all they do eat poop sleep and play that's it and it's important all those things are important uh becca says that tahila loves water so much so it scares me that's interesting she loves it so much it's scary for me i want her to play in the water and enjoy but she'll throw herself into the water it's so scary so we actually started swim lessons yesterday Well done, Becca. We started swim lessons because, why not? (laughs) Because I will feel safer as a mom and that keeps my daughter safe. So I feel like, I don't know where to draw the line here. And I consciously think, speaking for you, Becca, I consciously reflect, well, what do I need? And what does she need? So that we can draw a line that I feel good in. I feel safe as her mother, that I feel at ease and that my daughter is, can still grow. And that's what we want to establish. So well done, Becca, well done. It is really scary, kids in water. I'm petrified of water and my oldest loves water. She pretty much had her formative years in Australia where water sports is a very big part of the um, culture. She was, she's been swimming since she was four. We were actually just watching some videos the other day of her and, and I was actually thinking, that kid is so comfortable in water she's just comfortable. I wasn't, but she is. And that's so strange to me, which is wonderful. This wonderful opportunity, you know, and I'm thinking of you, Becca, to look at our children and observe them and see what they can do and watch what they can do so that we can gauge what is safe and what's not. What are they capable of? My little boy, I watch him and I see what he is capable of. He can, he is um, you know, highly developed. His gross motor skills were highly developed. He could climb. He was not, and he knew it. That's what was important. He knew it. And, uh, your daughter, Becca, she knows that she loves water. She knows it. And we want to nurture that. We want to promote it, but yeah, we want to keep them safe. So what do we need to do to keep them safe? Getting her swimming lessons. Good call. Um, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we want to keep them safe. The next thing that we want to ask, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. That's my mushy brain. Just let me sip my coffee. It's going to come back to me. <sighs> I knew this would happen to I was like, no, you'll remember because I have a photographic memory. And I'm just like, the photo's blurry. It'll come to me. Just give me a second. Let me breathe. <sighs> I got it. Thanks for your patience, ladies. (laughs) Thanks for your understanding. Okay. So the second thing we need to ask ourselves is, uh, you know, I got to prepare my kid for life. So is there a a line I need to draw here in order to teach my kid the skills they need to know for life? So an example from my home would be um, chores. Chores. Far out. Chores. (laughs) Oh, don't get me started. Chores. I think back to my childhood, and I'm just like, I wasn't taught about chores. I wasn't taught not only how to do it, but I wasn't, I didn't have this experience where chores were something of value. They weren't valued. They weren't important. You did it because you had to make mom comfortable. You had to clean up so mom wouldn't lose her shit. Did anyone else have a, a, like a, 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 a dynamic like that? I know that's very common. And I think like, let's take this opportunity to share that. You know, that if I, I, I was motivated by my need to keep my parent happy and to keep them level and to keep them satisfied. That is so common. Give me like a hands up if that's you. And this is not a confession. This is an opportunity to say, yeah, Oh yeah, totally. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, earlier in my parenting career, if I would have owned that, if I, oh my gosh, would I even be on a Facebook group? I don't know. I didn't have these Facebook groups when I, was a, when I was a younger mom. I don't know if I would have. I don't know if I would have. I might have. I don't know. It's, it's scary. It takes a lot of trust, you know, because it's a public group. Message me. Send me a PM. Let's do that. Send me a PM. Be like, me. I, that was me. And I'll say... Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) Tell me more, tell me about it. Um, That's really important. It's really important if that was your upbringing. Also now as a mom, you know, as a mom now building relationships with your kids, um, it can be tricky. It can be tricky to separate uh, the present from the past. Um, But we need to prepare our kids. We need to prepare them for life and we need to prepare them emotionally and we need to prepare them practically. So my kids have to do chores and I'm pretty, I'm getting pretty strict on it. Uh, and when I say strict, I mean committed, uh, it's important. It's important that, um, that my kids participate for a number of reasons. And this goes back to the values cheat sheet. If you want it, tell me, I'll send it to you. These are the questions we ask ourselves. Um, this is a value of mine. The cheat sheet, I'm sorry, let me clarify The cheat sheet are, are a number of questions you can ask yourself to determine what your values are, to guide you in um, setting a limit, setting a boundary and saying, you know what, I'm standing behind this. This is what's happening. And confidently saying, this is what's happening right now. And this is what I'm basing it on. It's sort of, it builds the ground under you. Your values are what you have to stand on and hold your ground and say, "Uh uh-uh, that's not happening. Or, "Uh uh-huh, that is happening. That's happening. Do the dishes, <laughs> and my daughters have worked out a system where they decide who does the dairy, who does the meat, and yeah, though both those things are full at the end of the day. Every day, every day they're full. I don't know why, but every day they're full, and my daughters do the dishes. And my value here is that are a few things. One is that mo- mostly is that you're a valued member of this family, and we all contribute here. I will send you that cheat sheet, Becca. Uh, Becca says, I'd like that cheat sheet. You got it. Um, the value here is that we are all part of a family. I am not the slave here. I am not the servant. I do not serve you. You're old enough to recognize that they are older. They're 11 and 11 and a half. My daughter's going to have her bat mitzvah in October and a fourteen. My I actually just want to put this in an IV right now (laughs) I cannot get enough of this uh Lila says we have so many dishes I can totally relate it doesn't end it does not end and laundry do you guys know what I do guys not what I do with my laundry I just shove it in the drawers I just shove it in the drawers I once had a friend she's like you fold your laundry I was like yeah totally not anymore I don't just put it in you know why because I did fold it and they just take it out And then they shove it in. I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll, let me help you out here, kids. I'm just going to shove it in. And I'm okay with that. And I draw that line because I value myself. Okay. And the same with the dishes. I value myself. One of my values here is me. (laughs) I'm one of the, I I value. I value myself. And so I'm not going to do things that cross my own inner boundaries. Oh, I'm doing it. I wasn't sure we'd go here. What's the difference between a limit and a boundary? Here we are. Boundaries are not just about behavior, though they are. Boundaries are also around the self. We have boundaries around the self. There are these invisible lines that divide us. And I want to do this. Like, this is my bubble. This is my boundary. This is me. It is what, it is what separates me from others. It's what delineates, differentiates me from others. That I'm not here to serve you. I'm not here. Mr. Bell, it turns out, I'm not here to make you happy. That was my lesson. That's how my mother prepared me for the world in our relationship growing up was I had to anticipate the needs of others. But that's not how it works. Oh, okay. So I want to prepare my kids for the world out there. And so I do it practically by saying, go do the dishes because dishes need to get done. We don't need to work very hard, just so you know. It's a value in the home. It just is what it is. They know it. They know it. They do it. I thank them every time. I let them know how much it means to me because it means so much to me. I'm like I almost wanna like turn my camera. I'm like, guys, my my sinks are empty right now. I value it and I value them. So there's an opportunity for me to say, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for doing that. I value you for doing that and for participating and not because you're doing it for me and you're making me happy. And we've had these conversations. It's not just because it makes me happy. It's because you're contributing here because you're, you matter. Like, do you see that what happens when you clean the dishes? Like you make a difference. You make a difference. You're value because you make a difference. And I want to, we need a boundary so that we can feel separate and whole and important and purposeful, meaningful that I make a difference in the world. I matter. I matter. And that's what we want to do when we draw the line. That's how every day, day in and day out, you know, you know, drawing the line, setting these limits, upholding the limits based on a value, bit by bit, step by step is what shapes your kid's sense of self. That's what a boundary is. I'm thinking of you, Alicia. It's not just do this, don't do that, stop that, get off of that, get over here, do this, go to bed. That's not what a boundary is alone. Though, yeah, you cannot color on the wall. <laughs> you can't do it. That's a rule. That's a rule. There are also limits. Like there are limits to how much you can have. There's a limit. So you can have, but it's there's It's to here. A boundary is a little different. A boundary is, you know, add up all the rules, put, put all the rules together and the limits, and you've created a boundary. The boundary is that invisible line that separates you from me. And with that division, we can feel ourselves as separate and whole and valuable. And that's how we have healthy relationships. That's how we have healthy relationships. Unlike the relationship I was raised in, which was not healthy because I wasn't separate and whole. I wasn't valued. I wasn't seen as separate. I was an object. This is psychology talk here. I was a narcissistic extension of my mother. Her needs, her her ego needs. She didn't feel whole. So she would turn to me and be like, I'm okay. Right. I'm good. Right. You love me. Right. I'm valuable. Right. You didn't clean up the hall. That means you don't love me and you don't care about me. It had nothing to do with me. She wasn't trying to prepare me for the world out there. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. So we need to mourn that. If you're feeling that, if that touches you, if that feels real to you, you need to know that that is real. That is real. That is important. I'm, I don't want to brush right by this. Okay. Like, let's just, let's just go into neutral heal for a second. Pause here. That's important this resonates with you. This is very important. And I highly recommend that you explore this, not because there's anything wrong with you, actually the opposite, because you're valuable, you're important, you're, you're purposeful, you are special, you are lovable, you are wantable, all these things that you may not have experienced. And so you may be struggling today in adulthood, not just in your own personal life, but in building these relationships with your kids, pause here, send me a PM you know, show yourself, connect with me because this is important. This is what I'm doing here. This is what I'm doing here. Okay. Like full disclosure here. This is what I'm doing here. I'm doing here to speak to, you know, I'm, I'm speaking, you know, we're, we're a big group of 700 women, about 200 women view, 200 plus women will view this video to some extent. Um, if you, if you hear this, (laughs) if you're listening right now, if you're listening and this resonates with you, I, I, with, compassion uh, invite you to send me a PM because this is something you might wanna explore more. This is something I've explored and I'm a different person and I enjoy being a different person. You know, different, different in that I am a person. I am a separate person. I value myself so that when I say to my kids, hey guys, can you do the dishes? Girls get down here, it's time for the dishes. They step up and they do it because that's the line that I have drawn Cause that's what I stand on. And I stand firm on the value that I'm important and I'm valuable. I'm not the only person here. My kids are here too. And that's my job. And that's my responsibility in this relationship is to hold both. Just to hold space for both myself and my kids. That can be hard, especially if you were never held. Oh God, what's, how do you work the English here? Even if you, space was never held for you, that's right. If space was never held for you. So that's, We've done two. We're going to do three. Then we'll wrap it up. Today's a long one. I'm okay with that. Uh, so we want to keep our kids safe, right? We got. We need to check, check ourselves. Like, wait, is this is my kid in danger here? Like, but real danger, not oh my gauge is off. Tap tap tap, and I don't really know. So I've got to like kind of figure that out. If I'm an overly anxious person or particularly anxious, and I'm not sure what's safe and what's not, I gotta I gotta reflect on that. I've gotta I've gotta own that. Um, And figure it out so that i can reflect back to my kid reality so that they can develop an accurate gauge oh god i'm drawing the blank again i need more coffee i know what it is now but i'm still going to drink the coffee isn't this fun (laughs) um the second one is preparing our kids for life and we're not just preparing them to skill like my kids know how to do the dishes like they know how to do dishes and not just the skill of doing dishes. We're talking, you know, executive functioning, setting out time, knowing how long it takes, how to stack the dishes properly, um, doing it with foresight. Like it, when they first started, they would stack it in a way and like, guys, it's not gonna dry this way. Or they would, <laughs> like all the bowls are like bowls stacked on top of each other, wet bowls. You know what i like, think about this, wet bowls, one on top of the other. I'm like, and then I like peel them apart. <laughs> guys, this isn't how you dry a bowl. And that's cool. You know, it takes time to teach them these skills. We've got to teach it to them. Parents say to me sometimes in this group, like they're not getting it. And I will, I will continue to remind you. First of all, I will just acknowledge, oh my God, it's such a pain, right? It's such a pain. Like I have to keep telling you this, but learning is through repetition. We have to repeat it over and over again. We have to repeat it. We have to tell our kids over and over again, patiently. We need to tell them. We get to a point where we're just like, um, I've told you this a million times. What's going on here? And if they are not listening, it's not because they're not hearing you and they don't understand. There's something else going on here. PM me. Let's figure out what it is. But uh, suffice it to say that we are teaching our kids skills. And finally, this is my favorite one. My responsibility as a parent, and this is really important. Oh, I love this one. And, all, and you're going to know why in a second. Share... In my child's joy and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. My responsibility is to share in your joy and satisfaction. What does that look like? I'll give you an example. I'm like, Ima, Ima, can we buy these? Like, what are these? Ima, <laughs> can we buy these? I did not set this up by the way. This just happens to be sitting here along with half a container of ketchup, goggles. <laughs> cortisone cream and a broken pack of crayons. This is my life. But this is what I reached for. This is what I got. And I do remember the day that my daughter says, Ema, can we buy these? Oh my God, I love them. And I'm thinking, "Mm," right? Cause they don't bring me joy. What is this garbage nonsense? I mean, really? And I already know the future. I can tell the future just like you, mama. I know exactly how they're gonna end up. They're gonna end up in a pile of junk on this table at the front of my home. (laughs) And I'm just like, "Uh." but here's the thing, in the moment, she's earned money through her allowance and she saved it, which is a value, right? Preparing them for the future of, uh, you know, yeah. Like, uh, what do you call it? Um, Delayed gratification. She saved the money. It's her money. She gets to choose how to spend it. She wants to blow it on crap, go right ahead. How else is she gonna learn not to blow her money on crap? You know, start small. You know, <laughs> and she buys them and she loves them. And you know what? I do too, because she loves them I, brings me joy and I share in her joy and satisfaction. And I look for opportunities to share in her joy and satisfaction. Now she's not in danger and she's not missing an opportunity to learn a lesson here for life, right? Then yeah, buy them, go ahead. Go ahead, buy them. Is she gonna mess up? Maybe, but how, right? Going back to the gauge. Is she in danger? No, she'll be uncomfortable. But that's life. That's how I prepare her for the future. I prepare her for a little get have a little discomfort. In fact, I was talking to a client the other day. And this is what we were talking about now. Um, Just alluding to it. We were talking about this, it brought up for me this idea of discomfort that so often we want to we make decisions to protect our kids from discomfort. That may likely be because you felt discomfort. And you um, haven't had the opportunity to establish uh, uh, a means to self-soothe, to recognize the discomfort and to regain a sense of homeostasis, to soothe yourself because the discomfort was often caused or, or created in some way directly or indirectly by your caregiver and you're uncomfortable, but you can't express it because if you express it, what happens is you make your caregiver uncomfortable. So we're coming back full circle, back to the beginning where I was talking about, you know, early child relationships where we had to take care of our parents and not take care of their physical needs, but emotionally we had to keep them in mind. So not only are we busy keeping them in mind, but we're not being held in mind. And that's uncomfortable. It's frightening. And it makes sense that as an adult, I wanna protect my children from that feeling. And that is a very strong motivation. And you think, well, I'm keeping my kids safe. Yeah, perhaps. If discomfort was dangerous, but it's not. Discomfort is a normal part of the human experience. And if we don't let our children feel it, they will never know that they can tolerate it. It's like letting, telling my son he can't climb the ladder because I'm scared when he knows he can do it. And by the way, he can totally <laughs> flip and do it. He's like, <laughs> this kid, this kid, uh, I took him rock climbing and, and people are just like, what the, he's like a little gecko, <laughs> sticky fingers. Oh, he's oh, he's so cute. He's so cute. Um, so there you have it. So there you have it. These are the three things that we want to keep in mind when we're drawing the line. And we're reflecting here. This is a th- second step of my framework. And I really appreciate that. Alicia said the other day, I thought it was just some marketing gimmick, but it's like, really, really imp- valuable. And she says to me, she's like, like, ladies, like, whoa, listen up. Like this five-step framework, this five-step framework. Yeah. It's like, it's like not a marketing gimmick. Um, the second step is reflect. This is what we want to reflect on. Is my child safe? Am I keeping them safe? Is, am I preparing them for life? And am I, oh, am I taking the opportunity to share in their joy and their pleasure? Oh, I'm like, this is such a, this is, a, I cannot wait to write this chapter in my book, joy and pleasure. Oh, where did it go? Where did it go? We've all sort of lost touch with it, but it's such an important part of the human experience and such an important part of living well and enjoying relationships, particularly with my children. So let's look for these opportunities. So sometimes I just say, sure, why not? Yeah. And we enjoy it together. Mm, I love that feeling. Sometimes I have to say no though, and that's okay too. <laughs> Just so you know, cause I know as soon as I talk about joy and pleasure, parents are like, uh-oh, we're gonna lose control. No, we're not. I'm not gonna lose control because I'm, I'm steady here. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm standing on steady ground cause um, I got my values. I got my values and I know what I'm doing here. I am keeping my kids safe. I'm preparing them for life and I'm enjoying building relationships with them, the joy and the pleasure. Uh, Siglid says, I had to care for my mother. Thanks for sharing, Siglit. Yeah, that's right. Her reaction to my discomfort was worse than my discomfort. I'm like, can I put that in quotations? That's exactly right. You said it. That That my reaction to her discomfort, excuse me, her reaction to my discomfort was worse than my own discomfort. This is survival, by the way. That's survival. So I'm in constant state. So I'm in survival. So this relationship is not safe. I'm not safe in this relationship, but I don't have another one. And that's how we develop all these coping mechanisms that worked. But we need to marry Kondo that shit. You all know what I'm talking about when I say Mary Kondo. Thank you for your service. And we pass it on. But we need to replace it with something else. We need to develop that. So PM me. Uh, I am... I'm too pissed that they aren't listening, that it's hard to share the joy. Yeah. Yeah. Siglid is so pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine, and I don't know this Siglid for sure, but what I imagine you might be thinking, and you, I invite you to pay attention to this, is how come you're not thinking about me? How come you guys aren't considering me? How come you guys don't have me in mind? And that's for two reasons. One is because, th- isn't this how relationships work? Isn't the child supposed to have the parent in mind? I mean, that's how I grew up. And two, because I need to be held in mind. I'm like starving to be held in mind. This, by the way, I just, since I came up, a lot of issues around food and eating in adulthood come from these unmet dependency needs that I need to be able to depend on you. Where are you? Where are you? Um, I need to be held in mind. And so Without judgment, we suspend our judgment. We, do, we learn that in the pause. That's why it's that framework. We learn that in the pause, suspending judgment. We see the judgment. We suspend it. We give space to what's coming up for us. And then we pay attention to that judgment. Like, well, yeah, what are those thoughts? What do I want? What do I need? What is coming up for me here? And so I'll reiterate what I had said to you, Sigalit, yesterday. Maybe it was late at night. I think it was. I, I came, was out with my friends and then came home and checked Facebook because obviously what are you going to do? Um, And I had said to you, I think the best thing to do here is actually step back because the impulse is to do something, is to get in there, you know, let's make it happen. Let's change this. I actually think in this case, I need to take a step back and pause and observe. And that's what the pause is about. We learn how to observe. Pausing isn't just stopping. It's not just hitting pause, okay, play. Pausing, you actually have to do something in the pause. You're just not doing what your impulse is telling you to do. You're doing something else. You're consciously bringing your attention and observing the situation. And I really want to encourage you seekly to do that. Uh, and everybody in fact, um, and step back and see what comes up for you and reflect. Um, I love that I have time this morning, cause this was fun. Uh, I'm like, it is 9.42, but I enjoyed this very much. Last week was very short. Today was very long. You never know what you're gonna get with Liba. Um, I'm coming to accept that part of me, <laughs> you just don't know. I'm okay, it's okay. Like, I could judge myself here, I could be like, Here, it's inconsistent, but it's totally cool. Like, you know, you'll watch what you want to watch. If you've made it this far, thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here, Sigalit and Sophie. Uh, Sophie's my sister in law, guys. Um, Becca. Thank you for sharing. Neely, thanks for being here. Alicia, I hope you could hear me. Uh, Thank you everybody for who didn't say hi, but I'm glad you're here nonetheless. And if you're watching the recording, thanks for being here. I would love to hear your thoughts. I'm always excited to connect with you. Uh, Send me a PM. Comment below. I'd love to hear your thoughts and reflections. If you're a mama who's thinking, oh yeah, that's me. Like Sigalit says, yep, that was me you know, and and you want to explore that more and you want to get to the bottom of it, send me a PM. Let's talk about it. Thank you for joining me. And uh, I'll see you guys soon. Have a good one. Bye for now.